0: hi i'm mercedes and i'm tash and you're listening to episode five of chat disney so this week tash and i are going to be talking all things disneyland paris the first disney park to open in europe we will also be finishing
1: the episode off with our new segment, TikTok Challenge. But before we head into
0: all of that, let's have a quick update on what's been happening in the world of Disney this week. So as many of
1: you may have seen, very exciting news this week for Pixar and in particularly Monsters, Inc. fans. Um, Disney Plus will be featuring a new Monsters, Inc. series, Monsters at Work. Um, I believe that this is going to be set six months after the original following a brand new monster Um, but it will be featuring um, Mike and Sully who will be being voiced by John Goodman and Billy Crystal um, who are coming back to do their original voice roles
0: that would be exciting, yeah. I am excited about that. I'm very excited about that, you know how much I love Monsters Inc. I do indeed, yeah, I think that's good and I like the fact that they've got the original characters
1: in there as well. Same, definitely. I think it makes a huge difference from back in the day when they used to do like the Aladdin series oh, and gosh. the animation was never up to scratch and it was voiced by all these others. So um, yeah, I'm very glad that they've got the original voice actors back.
0: In other news, Birmingham has broken the record this week for opening the largest Primark in the country. And you may be thinking, what's that got to do with Disney? Well, one of the many features in this large Primark is a Disney cafe. Now, the Disney cafe has already proved to be a huge success across Instagrammers with lots of Disney influencers being invited to the launch. And one of the main attractions that's pulling people in is of course, the famous Mickey waffles, which, Normally you can only get in Disney parks, but now they have made their way onto the UK soil. If
1: you're lucky enough to be from Birmingham or to be able to visit the cafe, then please do let us know. I'm dying to know what it's like. Um, I don't think they've released many photos of it yet, have they? It's just kind of the Mickey arch and then um, a little couple of pictures of it
0: inside. Yeah, I've seen the menu and it's not very Disney and it's a whole lot of Primark. Oh, really? It's like chicken nuggets for a fiver and stuff like that. Oh. So... I'm interested. I'm really surprised, actually, that Disney have done this with Primark. You think... I am, too. Like, Harrods, they have a cafe in Harrods and a Bibbidi-Bobbidi boutique there. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, Disney definitely consider themselves a premium brand. Yeah. So, I guess the Disney Primark merchandise has been selling really, really well for them over the past few years but i am shocked about this
1: yeah i was quite surprised as well but i think it's a very good move i mean i think it does make you know you go to disneyland you go to the disney store and merchandise is very expensive so i think it's good in the sense that it makes it a lot more accessible for everyone and for a you know a wider audience so um yeah
0: there you go mickey waffles for all definitely
1: In other news, um, Disneyland Paris have announced that their annual pass holder event this year is going to feature 100 characters, which blows my mind because I cannot imagine seeing that many characters in one. I don't know if it's gonna be in a parade or a show or how they're doing it. Um, But yeah, I think it's gonna be a sight to be seen.
0: Yeah, so the event is gonna be a nighttime spectacular. Um, It's for Infinity and Magic, pass holders only and they're allowed to invite i believe up to two guests and the event is like many of the kind of um soirees and things that they have in paris where it's going to be taking place after park opening and i believe it's going to be going on until the early hours of the morning kind of 2 3 a.m something like that so the way that they'll probably do it i imagine is there's got to be a parade oh yeah there's gonna have to be some kind of swarm upon the castle of these the hundred characters and they'll definitely be uh kind of never seen before characters I would imagine as well. I hope so. I'd be disappointed. I hope there's some surprises in there. Yeah, there has to be. I'd be disappointed if I went to a character specific event and there wasn't at least one brand new character. Oh, definitely. You don't want to see
1: everyone that you've seen before. I want to see some obscure
0: ones up there or like some obscure fashion like mickey and yes i don't know what's obscure an astronaut outfit or something (laughs) i i have no idea because disneyland paris are pretty good at that and they have their inventions brunch where the characters wear themed outfits each week so yeah i want to see something novel yeah at this event do us
1: proud disney
0: In the world of Marvel, uh, lots has been happening this week too. So Captain Marvel has actually broken the $1 billion mark, which is crazy, crazy amazing. Um, She's the first female comic book character to ever do so. Um, Wonder Woman was not as successful as that. So it's a really amazing achievement. It's also the second time ever that a female director's movie has been able to reach that specific goal. Uh, The first movie being of course, Disney favourite Frozen and um, so yeah huge huge um, great you know it's a it's a great thing for Marvel for women for for female characters I think um yeah in Hollywood female characters have been performing very very well at the box office and this is complete testament to that so huge achievement for Captain America uh, Captain Marvel even and there was also an Avengers fan event Um, in London that happened earlier this week in celebration of the new Avengers movie, Endgame, which will be coming out later on this month. The likes of Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, were all in the capital chatting to various members of the uh, publicity and fans alike. Excellent. I'm kind of running out
1: of reasons to not watch (laughs) either of these for any of these films. Yeah,
0: I think you should definitely, like... There's online, there are, like... um, Kind of dummies guides, if you will, to the Marvel universe. And there's like, if you want a really good understanding, mm. watch these movies in this order. If you want a basic understanding, watch these movies in this order. So you could do like the okay. most basic one. See, I feel like if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. I'm oh, you want to watch yeah, more? I want to watch oh, more. Oh wow, we should maybe do that and then do a podcast about it. Yeah, a, a marathon, <laughs> a, Marvel a Marvel cinematic marathon. universe mm. marathon. I think there that's we go. Gotta happen. <laughs>
1: I think we also need to discuss uh, the Lion King trailer, which has been released as well this week. They previously released the teaser trailer, which didn't really give too much away. Um, So this week, obviously, the main sort of feature length trailer came out. I, for one, have very mixed feelings about this. Um, I wasn't a big fan of The Jungle Book, which was also directed by John Farivay? Farivay? I don't know how you pronounce it. No. And the trailer, to me you can tell it's done by him again and i think he's a very good director i think he did jungle jungle book very well but it's i was so let down by that film it, it was made to look all dark and mysterious in the trailer and then it just wasn't in the film as soon as those animals start talking it just completely changes and i am gone off and talking about the jungle book now i'll get back to the lion king but it just the the trailer to the lion King looks just so much like an extension of what he's done with the jungle book um, and it also, I notice there's so many shots that are basically shot-for-shot shot remake of the original, and I just can't help but thinking it is just going to be a shot-for-shot shot remake of the original. And given the fact, the fact as well that it's it's not live action, it's CGI, um, because we can't have real lions and zebras, uh, zebras, <laughs> zebras, zebras, whatever you want to call them, That's your running around. Yeah, zebra. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of not sure how I feel about it. I feel like it's a bit pointless. Although, having said that, of course, I will still go and see it probably the day it comes out. What do you think?
0: Well, I've mentioned before on this podcast, I do like The Lion King. I have to say that. It is one of my favourite oh, Disney yes, movies. Oh, <laughs> We spoke about this <laughs> Yeah, one. so I do, I do like The Lion King. It is one of my favourite Disney movies, but I think it is so overrated, mm-hmm. so overrated. It's the Disney movie that people that aren't that into disney always kind of cling on to yes that's so true Um, and yeah i i mean this trailer i can't take it seriously i know it's a joke i know it's an absolute joke i'm sorry i i know a lot of people are going to be annoyed with me with this but i've got to be honest
1: do you know what i've been reading some reviews and i think there's a lot of mutual feelings with this um a lot of people saying about the cgi it's gonna date it doesn't look that great and i have to agree i don't i don't look at it and think wow that looks amazing whereas i look at the trailer for the live action aladdin and that looks very impressive it looks it's an absolute spectacle but this i just i I don't get it
0: no and i'm not i'm not anti-remake at all i loved beauty and the beast and i thought it was done with such care and such authenticity and it really did pay homage to the original in a lovely way but it also deviated from it in certain ways that i loved it was just for me that was a perfect perfect imagination of a Traditional Disney animation film, but I just this movie isn't needed. It's not, it's not, it's all. not needed. It, I don't care if it's like like for like, that's not my issue with it. My issue with it is 100% that CGI technology mm-hmm. will date. If you don't think it will, please have a look at Toy Story and compare it to Toy Story 3 because they are leagues apart. Um, have a look at the Hydra in Hercules, that yeah. is shocking. Um, cgi dates our technology improves things that were made you know this film's gonna look awful in like 10-15 years time and i'm sorry but we have to talk about scar i know
1: (laughs) i just no it's not i can't
0: like i mean so what were they gonna do with scar make him just like a red and black lion i don't know but what i wasn't expecting was this like mangy underfed skinny scrawny like mangled Hideous <laughs> I just Oh it's it, it, it seems to be the one thing that they've changed and it's the worst. Zazu is white now. Is he in the trailer? Yeah. I don't remember oh, seeing he looks him. Why do I not remember seeing him? I think I was just so shocked by The whole it. thing is a sham. I'm absolutely of course, it's, I'm gonna go see this movie too, of course I am, but I, I have the lowest expectations same, same. possible.
1: I feel like this episode could easily turn into a Lion King trailer bashing and we will move on quite soon. But there's something <laughs> as well, going back to the CGI, there's something about when those animals' mouths move. I, I know I'm being really picky. I agree. But it, there's a cheapness to it and it's just, I don't buy it. And I just, I, I know you say you don't mind about it being a shot for shot remake, but I just... It's unnecessary. What's the point? What is the point? And I like, agree. I do. I feel they've like... They've got my... James L. Jones back. They've got Elton John doing the soundtrack again. What's different about this film but apart no, from Scar? See, I,
0: I, I'm, I'm a fantasist and I'm very nostalgic and I'm glad that the original soundtrack's in there, Elton John. Yeah. I'm glad we've gotten the fusser. You know, it wouldn't be the same without that. But what I don't like is when they change things for the sake of changing them and it doesn't necessarily add anything so they've got all these big hollywood names oh we've got Beyoncé we've got Ugh. Donald Glover great you had Scarlett Johansson and Christopher Walken in the jungle book and look how that turned out <laughs> just because you've got a star studded cast doesn't mean you know you're trying to polish something yeah. there that can't quite i mean i i'm sure we're going to get a lot of um pushback from the the community about our opinions on this trailer and mm-hmm. i hope i'm pleasantly surprised yeah. i really do but I agree, the cheapness of yes. these animals that are yeah. quite clearly CGI animals talking and singing songs, but they look like real animals. You can do that with a cartoon. Yeah. That's the, that is the beauty of the ca- the cartoon format. You can have ridiculous things like elephants flying and, and hyenas chanting nice and making dresses. Absolutely. <laughs> but when you try and make that look live action, in inverted commas, because it, as you've rightly pointed out, it's not live action, it's CGI. Yeah it's baffling to me yeah i think it's a good idea i know i i agree should um, we
1: should we move on i think we should move on i think on anyway. I talk about this for hours i'm sure we'll talk about this much more when it's finally released so let's move on to the main crux of the episode and talk about disneyland paris So Disneyland Paris. Um, This is a park that I have only done twice. I was lucky enough to go in 1992, which was the year that they had the grand opening. And then it's also very special because it's the first park, I'm one of the only parks um, that Mercedes and myself have done together. We went in 2008 with Mercedes' family. I have to admit, I don't remember a lot of these trips, especially because the first time I went, I was two. (laughs) And then for some reason, the time that we went together, it just seems a bit of a blur. Yeah, I don't have very many memories of that trip either, to be honest. Whereas you've been to Paris many, many times. It's the park that you know best.
0: Yeah, so I went to... Um, Disneyland Paris as well in 1992 um, for grand opening and I'll try and give a bit of a quick summary of of my various trips because I could be here all day. Um, I went back in 97 with my mum and dad, Um, I went again in the 90s with my extended family, I had a few visits in the um, noughties when my sister was born, so when she was a toddler we visited Disneyland Paris quite a few times, I think maybe five six times something like that Um then obviously we had our trip together in 2008 when Tash and I were 17 um, and we stayed at the Santa Fe resort um, and then when I was at university as well I used to go every Christmas um, so following that trip um with some of my uni friends who were also really into Disney um, and we stayed at various different hotels um around the resort. Um, And then I went back in 2013 after I graduated from uni. Uh, I had a trip in 2016 with some friends and also my sister and then my most recent visit was last year for the 25th anniversary. And that trip was gifted to me by my boyfriend rather unexpectedly
1: very lovely of him. So that's a very quick mm-hmm. overview. So you've, let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Um, you've done most of the hotels mm-hmm. haven't you? I have. What would you say, is there any kind of standout points, um, about any of them? What's your favourite? Any sort of ones to avoid? What is your general opinion?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I get asked this question quite a lot when people are going to Disneyland Paris for You're the first time. You're a bit of a fountain of knowledge, aren't you? I for Paris, you plan a lot of trips for
1: people. Oh
0: yes, I have been known to draft documents and itineraries for several people Mm -hmm. ahead of their Disneyland Paris trip Um, it's a really difficult question because it completely depends on what is most important to you, so if you want to save money, obviously I'm going to say the cheapest one, if you really want to kind of revel in the magic and the atmosphere of Disneyland Paris, then the hotel that I say might be slightly different, so to say which is the best for a certain individual is quite difficult my absolute favorite is um probably the Newport Bay okay which is kind of the third most expensive um they do good deals with the compass compass club yeah that's right so I stayed um at the compass club hotel in 2016 um and that was really really great because I was able to get a room for six people there were six of us obviously the cost of that one room divided by six was significantly cheaper than if we'd got say two rooms at a cheaper hotel wow um and also we got fast passes like vip fast passes for the duration of our stay which meant we could go on one attraction of our choice per day without queuing which was amazing we also got free breakfast we had separate check-ins so there was none of that waiting for like an hour mm. after you've just got off the Eurostar to check into your room uh they took our luggage to our room for us So there's loads of perks and luxuries so yeah i mean i don't know um what the compass club rates and things are like now this was a couple of years ago but for us at that time it was cheaper for us to get that kind of suite as as it were rather than two separate rooms so definitely look into things like that if you're going in a large group but yeah i would say newport bay is definitely my favorite in terms of the theming it's very premium it's very luxurious it's kind of like a nautical yeah theme um and then probably my least favorite but it's the one i've been to the most is the santa fe um the reason i've been to it the most is because it's the most affordable and um, going to disneyland paris is not a cheap trip at no. all sometimes a week at disneyland paris is comparable to like a week in orlando and then you think well I know it's double because I'm going to go for two weeks, but I'd rather save a bit more money yeah. than go to Florida. Um, I know lots of people that think like that, but it can be done cheaply. So it's just about doing a bit of research. Maybe you can't stay at a Disney hotel. Maybe you're going to get an Airbnb closer or you're going to stay in the centre of Paris, but definitely kind of weighing up your different options. Sure, definitely. Where did we stay when we went? We stayed at Santa Fe. Oh, uh, did we? Yeah. That was before it was cars themed. That's correct. So when we went, it was kind of like New Mexico yeah. themed, um, kind of Aztec sure inspired have you been and stayed since it's been I have yeah I have Um, I do think that the cars theme is an improvement in that it gives it a little bit more of a Disney feel yeah Um, but it is a little bit half baked in that it's kind of it's still really shoddy like it still needs major renovations and a lick of paint here and there yeah you can't just stick a car's lampshade in a bedroom (laughs) and then be like ta-da so I do think that that hotel it is what it is for the budget you know it's a place to rest your head and it's on site and it's a 15 20 minute walk and there's free shuttles for people that can't walk so it's a good option but it's probably my least favorite sure no i think you've given quite a good overview there
1: um so then let's talk so heading into the park Mm -hmm. so Let's talk about the castle, first of all. I love that castle. I was about to say, I think that's one of my favourite castles. It is my favourite. With with the water, with the hill to the side. With the dragon. With the dragon, exactly. Um, It's just very magical, that castle, which apparently is the vibe that they were going for because there are real castles in France and you can see real castles. So I think they wanted to give more of kind of a fantastical
0: vibe um to the castle in paris exactly it needed to stand out amongst the hundreds of chateaus all over the country um do you know why it's pink as well is it to stand out against the gray sky it is yes nice we get a lot of gray sky in
1: our when i say we like we live there they get a lot of gray sky over in paris (laughs) well we do get in the uk as well um so yeah so they've kind of done this beautifully pink
0: castle because it really stands out against the uh boring old dull grey sky there you go and there's so many little attention to detail yes. things as well like have you ever seen um i only found out about this really recently the gold snails Yes. so in the turrets yeah, yeah. You, i mean i don't know if this is even visible to the naked eye but i saw a picture of this going around twitter and on the turrets there are gold snails and the idea is obviously they eat escargot in France, so mm. it's that they're like running away from the kitchen because they don't want to be eaten by the chef oh i
1: didn't know that
0: yeah. i knew they were there but i didn't know that that's, that's, the, that's story. the story. That's very- story. very smart i like that a lot
1: i I love it i think that's definitely my favorite castle by far and then as you say yeah so you have got the dragon um underneath the castle so it's definitely got kind of that more interactive element um in comparison in comparison to some of the other castles it's the only castle that actually has that and then you've got the beautifully stained glass windows as well which tell the story of sleeping beauty um which apparently were when they did them that was overseen by um, the guy, I forget his name, who also oversaw um, when they redid the stained glass at Notre Dame.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. I know. I'm I glad. I to Disney loves stuff like that. I don't they know. do. Like, we need to get the best of the best yes, for our projects. Definitely. Yeah. So I think, yeah, in terms of the actual main Disneyland park, I obviously just coming back from California quite recently, having never been... I do not realise how similar they are. Mm-hmm. And obviously they've both got Sleeping Beauty Castle. So yeah. I think Paris was quite heavily inspired by California. The layout is pretty much exactly the same. Um, yeah, so that that was quite interesting to me as well. Definitely. What? Um, so in your experience, some highlights and lowlights
1: of rides. I mean, we could sit here and talk about every aspect of the park all day. Um, but let's kind of f- focus on some right obviously I haven't been in 10 11 years um so my memory of my personal experience is somewhat hazy you've been a lot more recent um again Hit me with your ho- highlights
0: and ho- lights and highlights. My highlights. <laughs> um, so I obviously know that the majority of our listeners are based in the UK and therefore it's probably quite likely that the majority of our listeners have visited Disneyland Paris at some point in their life. So we wanted to open yes. this up to the floor a little bit. So we've been asking you guys all week what your favorite Disneyland Paris attractions are. And we've had quite varying results. We had um, quite a lot of votes for Phantom Manor. Um craig on twitter actually told us that for him phantom manor will always be his favorite because the approach is very intimidating so you've got that kind of bates motel-esque inspired building um and he also finds the ride wonderful um, i love that
1: about phantom manor as well the kind of like bates motel yeah That's what i think just makes it different and i love psycho i love Alfred Hitchcock, and it's i don't know there's something about that that just kind of it's very special.
0: Yeah, I love that all of the, the Phantom Manor's or Haunted Mansions, if you will, are completely different. Yes. I love that. Yes. It's like my favourite thing. Um We also had Steph on Instagram say, Pirates of the Caribbean. I love the smell. <laughs> the smell. We need to talk about the smell. The smell of Pirates of the Caribbean. I think... Sadly, as I've got older, I think I've realised it's not just a smell for Pirates of the Caribbean, it's just a water ride smell. (laughs) Yeah, but if you don't know what we're talking about, next time you
1: go to Disneyland and go on Pirates of the Caribbean... Really focus on the smell, and you'll know exactly what we it's need. It's when it's you'll going. Never forget that smell again. No,
0: when the when the boat's going uphill and the water's kind of coming down towards your face. Yeah. Take a deep inhalation.
1: Yeah, you can't really describe it. I'd love to bottle it. Yeah, me too. It. As a fragrance, I love. Yeah, I do love parts of the Caribbean at Paris. One of my favourite memories is when we went, and just as we were getting on. Jack Sparrow was getting off. I
0: remember that. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That was cool. It would have been cool to ride with him. So some other attractions that you guys have been throwing around. Big Thunder Mountain, Crush's Coaster, Tower of Terror. Um, comments about Tower of Terror include love the ambiance, love the attention to detail on that one. Small World, classic attraction that some of you say is your favourite. Um, and then also some newer attractions. Ratatouille's had a few comment, uh, a few votes as well.
1: See, Ratatouille wasn't there when I went. I believe it opened in 2014, 2014.
0: 2015? Yeah, it was there when I went at the beginning of 2016. I think, again, it was for the 25th anniversary. But it's, it's a tra- uh, no, actually, no, that's a lie. It was not for... No, scrap that. It wasn't. No? Okay. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a trackless dark ride. Correct. Right? Yeah, so it. Um, it's how do I explain this without kind of giving the game away it's trackless and um, it's screen technology yeah. so you kind of feel like you're moving around super similar screens to the Pirates of the Caribbean and Shanghai mm-hmm. so you're kind of floor level and then the screens are high above you obviously you're meant to feel like a rat in the yeah. kitchen so you're kind of looking up at the action and you're in the kitchen and people are kind of trampling around you and you don't want to get squished Yeah, um, really really lovely exciting ride one of my favourites I think my absolute favourite ride at Disney Disneyland Paris is probably Crush's Coaster
1: I did enjoy Crush's Coaster it's one of the only rides I remember from when yeah. we went
0: yeah it's amazing and I think I don't know if it is my favorite ride but it's certainly my favorite unique ride because yeah. you don't they don't have Crush's Coaster anywhere else no. around the world um it's and- a good well, it's a good family friendly but then it's still got the thrill element to
1: it as well hasn't it and it's yeah very good at telling the story um if I remember
0: rightly too the visuals are very good yeah definitely yeah it ticks all those boxes and it is one of those rides that gets quite a lot of bad um it gets a bad rap a little bit from the community because it looks quite tame so you see that tiny little drop on the outside so people think oh yeah that looks nice and it's finding nemo and whatever and then they actually get on it and you've got mums and dads like that ride's the worst ride ever it's not it's just you weren't expecting it (laughs) which is why i love it yeah (laughs) um i think another thing as well that paris do quite well is they do have quite a lot of coasters so they've obviously got the aerosmith rock and roller coaster yeah. although that is going to be being closed um to make way for some marvel stuff um oh, that's a shame yeah well i think they're going to keep it but i think i was going to say I think are gonna it's, gonna put a, they're going to put a layer on it yeah i you know what i mean yeah yeah reskin it re-skin yeah it. i think um it's going to be iron man okay yeah so that's fine i'm happy with that that's that's not a problem um and also the space mountain in Disneyland Paris is my favourite Space Mountain. It's the fastest one, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it's it's got inversions. It's a completely different ride when you compare it to... California and yeah. Florida. It's, it's, it's in another league. So I really love Space Mountain. And I actually really like it when it's Hyperspace Mountain as well. And it's got the Star Wars overlay. Uh-huh. So um, when I went in 2018 with my boyfriend, we went during um, Star Wars weekends or yeah. whatever it's called Season of the Force. Season of the Force. It's funny, isn't it? He put me a trip and it was Season of the Force. Funny, that. funny coincidence. Um, so yeah, so we got to ride Hyperspace Mountain. So it had that amazing John Williams soundtrack um there were lots of kind of lasers and things um and a few sort of spaceships do i yeah. mean spaceships um space- are they called spaceships, spaceships or do they have like a special Spacecrafts. Air- aircrafts. crafts aircrafts crafts is more stars isn't it spaceship <laughs> yeah. um yeah not a spaceship like a yeah you know what i mean yeah well,
1: so I I would I would like to try it because I've only been on Hyperspace Mountain in Hong Kong and I was really disappointed by it. Did not feel fast at all. Um, just wasn't what I was except, expecting. But then it goes back to that whole thing, doesn't it? That Hyperspace space Mountain in Paris is the fastest one. Oh in the yeah, it's better. It's got more to it. Yeah,
0: it's a great coaster. I really love that. Um, so yeah, I think there's quite a lot of thrill rides. You've obviously got the Indiana um, Jones roller coaster as well, which. In the um, noughties, that used to go backwards.
1: Yes, it did, didn't it? And that's Mm. very different to the one in California. That's a proper roller coaster, as well, isn't it, if I remember right? Yeah, so the
0: California Indiana Jones ride is more of a dark ride. Yeah, you're in like a a Jeep. Yeah, in a Jeep. It's kind of similar to like dinosaur in orlando that kind of thing where you're in a jeep and you're driving frantically around the dock you feel like you're going to be thrown out of the thing whereas indiana jones in paris is a coaster very much a coaster it doesn't have like a narrative there's no animatronics um so they're completely completely different rides um yeah so I do think in recent years, Paris has really, really upped its game, Um, not just with regards to attractions, but also in terms of guest service. Yeah, I think it was kind of going on a bit of a downward spiral for a bit, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. Um, As I say, I went quite a lot in the noughties with my family, and we got to a point where we were like, this is kind of getting a bit samey. The customer service just isn't on par with what we had experienced in Orlando, The food in Paris, which we'll talk more about in a minute, is shocking mm-hmm. um, and it just wasn't that same Disney experience that you get from the American parks but I'm really pleased to say that in recent years I really feel that that's not the case anymore, they're really on it now yeah
1: I feel well, they've put a lot of money into it recently haven't they? They have. And given it that attention that it needed.
0: Well they own it now Yeah, fully. that's true. So they always owned a percentage of Disneyland Paris yeah. but they now, the Walt Disney Company owns Disneyland Paris 100% and they've got a ded- dedicated um, Disneyland Paris kind of seat if you will who oversees everything and there's loads of improvements that are coming over the next few years so mainly to Walt Disney Studios they're going to be installing a large lake area there so that they can um you know have have more um probably shows and things on the lake hopefully kind of world of color phantasmic scale shows that would be amazing Um, and they've confirmed there's going to be a frozen land there amongst many other things which obviously no other park has that so that's going to be something super unique to paris absolutely absolutely and i think as well um sort of while you're talking about that
1: with um what was hollywood studios which is now walt disney studios it was always walt disney studios it? why do i think it was hollywood studios so
0: hollywood studios is what it's called in florida yeah and it used to be called mgm there yeah. but this is always walt disney i don't know why i thought it
1: was anyway it doesn't
0: matter <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway <laughs> but that was really sort of going downhill oh, wasn't it oh, for it, quite a it, it's got there it's downhill don't you worry so it was kind of always downhill to be honest um, I first went to Walt Disney Studios in 2002 or 3 or something like that when it when it first kind of opened and all that was really there were the magic carpets yeah um, flying over Agrabah I think the rock and roller coaster was there. There was the Armageddon ride, which I know so many people hate, the Armageddon ride. I'm sad that it's gone. It was a nostalgic ride for me. I liked it. But there we are. Um, So, yeah, there wasn't an awful lot going on in that that, um, park, and it kind of didn't really have an identity. The tram tour was obviously there when it opened, but, I mean, that's been closed for many, many years now. Um, And it's kind of not really had an identity at all and I think that's really sad and I am hoping that when they install the lake and, and and they kind of add all these new areas that it does get a bit more I think they should change the name yeah yeah I think what would you call it oh <laughs> there's a question France adventure <laughs> do you know what actually um well I they have actually installed a French Little area now with the Ratatouille ride, yeah. Um, that is beautiful mm-hmm. and it really, really suits that park. And I remember walking around there thinking, Oh, imagine if they did like a little Beauty and the Beast bit and a Hunchback and Notre Dame bit and stuff. And it was like all the French movies because they've got loads of them, yeah. Aristocats, um, but yeah, with the name, I when I was in California, I actually drove to Burbank because I wanted to see the Walt Disney Studios and the architecture and the color schemes are exactly the same as the Walt Disney Studios in Paris. So that's obviously what it's inspired by, but I don't think it works. It's not cohesive enough. Yeah. I think, yeah, we'll see what happens. As I say, they've got grand plans. They're definitely on it. Like Disneyland Paris has completely transformed itself in recent years. I've been really, really impressed by it. So hopefully that park will be a little bit more streamlined in years to come.
1: Great, I hope so too. Well, hopefully next time I go, it will be uh, on the up and up. So yeah, I've been,
0: I've I been really time. impressed when I've gone recently. Yeah. I really have. With the exception of food. Yeah, let's talk about food. Um... I think
1: from our trip, the only thing I remember eating was an awful frankfurter. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you eat that? I don't know. I just vividly remember it. Was it from
0: Casey's Corner, You know where they do the hot
1: dogs. Quite possibly. Yeah. 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 And obviously, I remember eating at Cafe Mickey. Um, But let's talk about food, sort of within the park. Um, Yeah. What do you want to say about this, Mercedes? I feel like you have a lot of an opinion about it.
0: I just feel that the food at disneyland outside of the u.s is appalling and there's no need so i felt exactly the same in shanghai obviously you've done hong kong and tokyo as well yeah so you can probably add a little bit more to this but the food in florida and the food in california are so that they're, they're so 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 good that it almost is enough for me to visit just the food because it's so delicious and it's so obscure, and you can get such amazing novel Disney creations like a Mickey Pretzel or a Minnie Mouse Donut definitely. or whatever. Definitely, it's
1: definitely um in the American parks. Not that I've been to Florida, but for, certainly for California, um, the quality of the food and what's on offer is way, way above than any other park I've been to. I mean. Um, a lot of my experience with the Asian parks I always kind of put it down to maybe my palate because you get a lot of Asian food there and even though I lived there it's not generally my taste um but even so when they have sort of western versions of things they're not great but again I kind of put that down to it sort of being you know in Asian yeah. and in Asia, Asian See,
0: parks that's what I was disappointed about because when I came to visit you in in China yeah we ate at so many different places. We ate at authentic Chinese restaurants and I've got quite, you know, I I eat anything, you know, I do. And I I loved everything I ate. I then got to Disneyland and it was just bland. Yeah. And Paris is the same. Um, You know, it's the French, the French are meant to be, you know, the culinary geniuses of the world. Mm -hmm. I don't want to eat bland burgers and chips. I don't understand why there's not a restaurant there that does like proper French cuisine. I don't understand this either.
1: I would have thought that there'd be a lot more controversy around this because i yeah like i read somewhere that when they first opened there was kind of an outcry because in restaurants they weren't serving wine and things and it wasn't up to french standards so i don't know
0: why that is slipped so much in the parks no i don't i mean the parks have changed a lot like when i visited um when i was small the the auberge de cinderellion restaurant was a french cuisine restaurant yeah now it's princess character dining yeah so there's definitely a shift to try and keep it in line with the um american parks i think in that respect they now have dining plans at disneyland paris too Uh um so you've got like kind of set menus and things like that. And I do, I, I I don't know that that works best there. Like we're not used to that kind of thing really in Europe. No. And, you know, I think that um, obviously they have the a la carte menus too, but because it's <coughs> becoming... <laughs> Sorry. Did you have something to say? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because, um, you know, it's set menus and things, it kind of feels like it's bulk cooking and then it's yeah. not as flavorful, and there's not this kind of care and attention and I was really aware of that. So when I visited in 2018, um I ate at Walt's restaurant on Main Street, yeah. which is like the flagship restaurant mm. at Disneyland Paris. And I wanted to eat there because I was like, I want to eat some really good food. Yeah. It was average. Yeah. And I spent so much money and I had an average, I was like, you know what, we should have just gone to McDonald's in Disney Village, because it's just as satisfying. It's a real, real shame, and it's the one thing that I would say to anyone that's been to Disneyland Paris that hasn't been to an American Disney, that's the one thing you're missing out on, unfortunately. (laughs) The rides are good there, the shows and parades are fantastic, um, the service, the customer service and everything, Mm. the staff, the cleanliness. All on par with Florida and California, but the food!
1: Come on, guys! It's funny because I think, as well, being you know how sort of prestigious French cuisine is, you would go and you would expect it to be the best. It's not. No. It's the worst. Mm. Shanghai was probably better. (laughs) I don't know if I'd go that far, but (laughs) we'll talk about that more in our Shanghai episode. but just something we haven't really mentioned at all so far in any of our episodes is character dining. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about that. So I've only done it once which was when I went with you. Yeah. Um, we ate at Cafe Mickey. Yeah. Um, I know you have done it a bunch of times. Um, I think there's the kind of thing, so I, I think if I went, say I went with Benji Nell, I don't know. He certainly wouldn't be comfortable with it. (laughs) Um, So I don't know kind of if people are sort of hesitant to do it because they feel like you have to go with children and that kind of thing. So I don't know what, what's your kind of experience of it?
0: um so yeah really really great question um I haven't done any character dining with just me and Chris for exactly the same reason I yeah. think it would feel a little bit uncomfortable um Chris and I do go to character meet and greets if it's a character I really want to see so like Mickey and Minnie or princesses um I do drag him along mm-hmm. um and even that I feel a little bit uncomfortable because obviously yeah, I know what you mean he's not into it I am, and I want to get my photo and and, and meet the character or whatever, but because it's just me on my own, I feel a bit, a bit lonely, but what I will say is, when I've been in a large group of friends, we've done character dining, and we've done character meet and greets, and it's a laugh, it's hilarious, like, it's more fun than with kids, so Mm. I did the auberge de meal with my friends when I went to Disneyland Paris in 2016, and It was so funny, like we were having cocktails and the princesses loved us Mm -hmm. because we were like this group of giggly 20 year old girls and it was hilarious. Um, I actually had a friend, my old cheer coach, um, cheerleading that is, like terminology, cheer. (laughs) My old cheerleading coach um, was working in Disneyland Paris and he um, was friends with some of the Disney princesses. Um, So he actually told them Mm -hmm. that we were gonna be there before the meal um so we were kind of you know the princesses would come out and make a real beeline for us because they knew dan um so we were chatting to them and, and that was really nice we got loads of attention so Character dining, I think if you've got little ones, for me, if it it fits within your budget, because it can be quite pricey, it's definitely a must do. It's the quickest way to see the most amount of characters without having to queue in line. The food that I've had at character meals has always been really good quality as well. And it's just a really chilled, um, laid back atmosphere I think people get worried that you're going to have kids crowded around your table because there's a character but sure. it's not like that at all the staff really control it They, you know, the, the characters have like a, a table plan if you will of the order that they're going to go around and speak to everyone and if a kid does jump up from their table and run over the staff are like no go back to your table wait your turn they'll be coming to see you soon so it's really really well organised as I say it is expensive but if you want to meet characters a definite must do okay that's good that's interesting to know one of the character dinings I really want to do at Disneyland Paris is the um, I touched upon it a little bit at the beginning in our new segment the Inventions Sunday Brunch yes So every Sunday they do a different theme for the Sunday brunch. So they might do Arabian Nights and you might get like Minnie and Mickey in like genie Arabian costumes with like Aladdin and Jasmine. That's very cool. And then they'll do like pirate lunch and Mickey will be dressed as a pirate and Peter Pan and Captain Hook will be there. Awesome. It's really cool. I really want to do that. But I know that like sods law i'll go and it'll be like mickey and friends <laughs> i know i was gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> it will be the uh the worst theme <laughs> yeah but the themes are really abstract as well yeah. like they really work like they might do like british theme mm. and like mary poppins and alice so they're like they, oh, that they do cool. or they'll do like spring and it'll be like piglet the white rabbit from yeah. alice like they're really nice themes and you normally get rarer characters on the sunday brush okay and is it different every time every single sunday awesome different. you can go on twitter um ed92 is a disneyland paris twi- twitter account um, and they're really good at posting what the theme is for sunday brunch if you're interested i like looking every week because i'm weird like that seeing what we're missing out on exactly <laughs> feeling sad sat at home preparing for work the next day wishing i was at sunday brunch absolutely absolutely i think there's something as well which
1: feels nice about doing brunch it's that whole millennial thing oh, isn't yeah it? so if you're like oh i'm going for dinner with the disney characters whereas oh, i'm going for brunch with disney characters yeah <laughs> okay. I'm going to see Sunday brunch and yeah. impressions.
0: <laughs> just sounds a little, <laughs> little bit more hipster.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, anything else you want to add about um, Paris?
0: I think the main thing, and, and we've already touched upon it, but the kind of key message that I really want to, um, well, I want for you guys to really take away is that Disneyland Paris is really on the up. Um, and, you know, I know there's lots of people that haven't had the opportunity to visit any of the Asian or American parks. Tash and I are really blessed. But... We're so lucky to have Disneyland Paris on our doorstep. Yeah. It really is a fantastic Disney resort. The, as I say, the shows, the character meet and greets, the parades, the attractions, the hotels are totally on par with what's going on in the rest of the world. We're getting some really exciting stuff in the next couple of years so keep your eyes out for that um i think annual passholder opportunities are starting to really really become amazing um as tash mentioned in the news segment and I've, i think i've already mentioned again but the hundred character event that they're having in disneyland paris you know we just didn't have stuff like that before
1: no. um
0: run disney is another one mm-hmm. um so the marathon the half marathon that takes place in disneyland paris in september again that was a thing in disneyland in in orlando it's now a thing here so we're really blessed and we're really lucky and um i think it's just going to keep getting better and better so don't feel disheartened if you've been listening in previous weeks to our episodes and you think oh i really want to get to tokyo or i really want to get to california because we have this right on our back doorstep and it's great
1: definitely i really do think we should consider getting annual passes as well yeah me too Let's do it. Let's do it. I think that can be our year's resolution. We don't have any children.
0: When we hit a certain amount of subscribers, that's when we'll do it. Okay, let's do it. We'll make an agreement. Yeah, if you guys can help to make this podcast really popular, uh, five stars, great reviews, all that jazz, share it with your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbours, we will get annual passes. Absolutely. (laughs) So now we're moving on to the final part of the episode, the TikTok challenge. (laughs) So how this is
1: gonna work, I am going to, we're gonna feature this little segment um, throughout in in random episodes of our podcast. We're gonna basically challenge each other. So I'm going to give Mercedes one minute in which we already kind of, well, we've mentioned it like three times now, we've mentioned many times already the um, the 100 character um, annual pass celebration that will be happening at Disneyland Paris. So in light of this, I thought this week's challenge, okay. Mercedes, you have one minute to name as many
0: meetable characters costume or face that you can so is this when you say meetable because i don't think i can name 100 you just mean characters that i know for a fact they have at disney park yes so they could be in parades absolutely and stuff. okay great let me just get
1: my timer up okay so oh, at nervous. home as well feel free to play along and pause the podcast give yourself a minute See if you can name more than Mercedes. You probably and let us can know on Twitter. How you do? Oh
0: gosh, this is so much it's pressure. It's pressure.
1: Okay. Okay, are you ready? I'm going to tally you. Okay. And I will. I will let you know if you say someone twice.
0: Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Snow White. Snow White's prince. Sneezy, sleepy, bashful, grumpy, doc, happy i've missed someone i'm I'm not going to dwell on that minnie and mickey cinderella prince charming susie and Perla, aurora prince philip fairy godmother the three good fairies fauna flora and meriwether uh the little mermaid ariel um eric uh aladdin jasmine abu genie jafar uh, (laughs) king louis baloo winnie the pooh rabbit tigger eeyore piglet um, Belle, Beast, uh, Chip, Lumiere, Mrs. Potts, I've seen them at the Hollywood Studios, Beauty and the Beast show, mm. Pocahontas, John Smith, Captain Fever, Esmeralda, um, Moana, Arna, Elsa, Olaf, Kristoff, um, <laughs> oh gosh, this is so hard, Baymax, Hero, um, so- I- oh, oh. how many did I get? 50 halfway 50. yeah oh my gosh I'm really proud of that that's actually not too bad yeah, 50 okay I mean I'm slightly concerned that I just named 50 characters and I didn't say like Donald and Daisy and stuff like that doesn't put me in good stead for who's going to be appearing at this hundred <laughs> characters because it's the pressure yeah familiar. well yeah yeah there we are. <laughs> but no you did very well well done did i yeah who did i miss that was obvious apart from like donald daisy chippendale um goofy pluto i feel like did you do all the princesses i didn't get to them because i was trying
1: to go in like chronological order i can't even remember who you said now no no i guess you missed a lot of i don't know did the jungle book i did the jungle book didn't do lion king considering you we talked really, about it so much you
0: can't really meet it. timon I you should, see and rafiki yeah yeah you're right um i'm sure you could get 100 i think getting 100 maybe yeah. if you've got two minutes yeah you'd be able to get 100 quite comfortably but um yeah so yeah let us know how you did definitely <laughs> Okay, that
1: about wraps up for today. Um, join us next week when we will be talking about Hong Kong Disneyland um, and how it is to go to a Disney park all by yourself.
0: Please let us know what your thoughts were on the episode. We love hearing from you guys, get in touch, let us know what else you would like us to feature. You can contact us on Instagram at ChatDisney or on Twitter, which is at Chat Disney UK. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.